Noticing our process in small decisions first is a great place to start, and as we get more familiar with whichever authority superpower we happen to have, we can lean on it more and more. Welcome to The Incremental Upgrade, a podcast about little ways to change your life. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and on this show, I share positive habits, practical inspiration, and clarity questions to align your body with healing, your inner dialogue with love, and your everyday with abundance. Whether you're creating something new or releasing something that no longer serves you, we're here to make peace with the process and step into the possibilities one inspired action at a time. Recenter and reconnect with the life you want today in the free five-day reset at jengray.com forward slash reset. Well, hello and welcome to the Incremental Upgrade podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gray. I'm an educator, a lifelong student of all things personal development, and also, of course, the host of this podcast about little ways to change your life. Welcome back to my returning friends. And if this is your very first time tuning in, then a special welcome to you too. On this show, I share positive practices, quick wins, and clarity questions to help us make positive changes from a super centered and intentional place. And something I find super fascinating as we make big changes in our lives is that what's also changing in the background is the relationship we have with ourselves and the awareness we start to have around what our own pattern and process looks like. And one of the patterns and processes that we deal with constantly on a day-to-day basis is how we make decisions. And a big light bulb moment for me this past year was when I realized that we all make decisions a little differently and that's okay. In the last couple episodes, we've talked about changing jobs, which is a huge decision, of course, and I mentioned in the job change pitfalls episode that there's this well-intentioned but misguided advice that if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, and all you have to do is trust your gut and you'll just know. And that is the case for some people, which we'll talk about shortly, but it's not the case for like two thirds of other humans, myself included. So for a long time, I felt like something was wrong with me, that I just didn't have these in the moment gut feelings until I discovered a theory I find super fascinating about seven different types of decision-making authority, among many other aspects of our personalities. So that's what today's episode is all about. This is our first episode on the Incremental Upgrade podcast about human design, which I'm super excited to share with you because it gives us a lot of opportunities to know ourselves and notice our patterns and processes on a very practical, self-accepting level. And one of my goals in this show and in the new five-day reset is to connect you with your own inner knowing and help you make changes in a way that feels aligned and authentic for you. So this is a great tool to support you in that. There are so many pieces we could explore here, but the one that stands out to me as a great place to start in the context of what we've been talking about lately is our authority, aka our decision-making superpower. So in today's episode, we're going to look at the seven different types of decision-making authority, a positive practice to connect with each one, a few ways to support people we love who have different authority than we do, and as always, some clarity questions to help you experiment with this a little bit and lean into the decision-making process that feels right for you. Two quick things before we dive into the episode. Number one, speaking of clarity questions, which is that if there's a big decision you're facing or a change you're ready to make, I would love to invite you to join us for our brand new five-day reset to unpack that pivot and reconnect with what you really want for yourself 
and decide what you're going to do about it just by creating that space to check in with yourself. So each day for five days, you'll get two clarity questions from me looking at what you really want, what the problem is, creating something new, releasing what no longer serves you, and taking inspired action so you can get super clear on what you're ready to call in and what you're ready to let go of to get there. You can sign up for free at the link in the show notes below or at jengray.com forward slash reset. And I'd love to see you there. Housekeeping note number two, if you're like, Jen, I don't know about this human design thing. That sounds too woo woo for me. That's fine. It's not a religion. I'm not trying to convert you to anything. So even if you don't go get your chart, maybe there's a decision making practice here that might resonate with you, whether it's a big life decision or a day to day detail. So on that note, let's dive into these seven types of decision making authority, starting with the most common and working our way down to the most unique. The most common decision making authority is emotional authority. This is about half the population, myself included, and what's unique about this one is that we don't necessarily know right away and we have to wait for emotional clarity to feel confident we're doing the right thing. What can be frustrating is feeling like we can't move forward until we have that clarity, so what we can do instead is to engage with the possibilities a little bit without fully committing to the final decision to see how it feels. Noticing how we feel is not something that necessarily comes naturally or that's been conditioned out of us, even if we do have emotional authority. So a clarity question you can ask yourself here when there's a decision to be made is, well, how do I feel about that? And the positive practice is to start with little things to build that muscle of noticing how your feelings weigh in when there's a decision on the table, like, do I want to eat this right now or not? Do I want to go to bed or stay up? What do I want to wear today? How do I feel about that? And what's really cool is when we start to notice that our emotions do chime in and we can say, okay, let's do the thing that feels good. Our feelings also fluctuate, so we might make different decisions at different times, and that's okay too. And the bigger the decision, the longer we may need to wait to ride that emotional wave out to get to a clear place, and that's okay too. This is me, so I know that waiting can be really challenging or feel frustrating sometimes, and because our emotions fluctuate, we might never feel like we have total 100% clarity, and as hard as that can be to accept, it makes me feel so much better to know that that's just my process, but also that having that emotional awareness can be a bit of a superpower too. So for my friends with emotional authority, I know that waiting in general and waiting for emotional clarity can be really uncomfortable, particularly if you have openness in other centers that gives you a sense of time pressure, which I also have. So our challenge is to wait it out and make big decisions from as neutral a place as possible. An experiment you can try if you have emotional authority, which you can confirm by looking up your human design chart is to take that pressure off yourself and imagine that the decision you're going to make is going into a crock pot. And every so often you're lifting the lid to see if it's done yet, to see if it's a feel good yes, or a feels weird no, or maybe a feels like I have absolutely no idea what to do yet. It just needs to cook a little longer. And as uncomfortable as I know that can be, it's okay. 
and we get to trust that those emotions will settle in and let us know. The second most common type of decision-making authority is sacral authority, and this is that gut feeling, hell yes or hell no, that we talked about a little bit in the last episode that is an awesome superpower to have, but also isn't available to everyone. This is about a third of the population, so you might hear this and think, yeah, that's me. I just know when I know, which is awesome. Or you might feel like, yeah, I've felt pressure to make decisions that way, and now I can recognize that it's someone else's process that works for them, even if it's not for me. Or you might find that you have that gut feeling authority sometimes and not other times, because there are some people who have more than one decision-making authority, where one is the main driver that gets the final say, but the other one is still there, and that's awesome. If you have this ability to know right away, then hesitating is a no for you, whereas if you're an emotional authority, hesitating is an important part of the process. If you have both, if you have both sacral and emotional authority, the emotional gets the final word, but that initial gut response gets to factor in too. So if you have sacral authority, it might show up as a sensation, like the physical body is being pulled towards something, which is a yes, or that it's backing away from something, which would be a no. So where emotional authority has to notice the emotions and feelings, sacral authority has to notice the physical sensations, like where there's a contracting or just a yucky physical sensation or an expansive or strong one. A really supportive technique, if you are either a sacral authority or love someone who is, is to ask yes or no questions and notice whether the answers want to come out as an mm-hmm or an mm-mm. My daughter has sacral authority, and realizing this was a really positive shift for us because I used to ask her lots of do you want A or B type questions, and I was thinking that I was being an awesome parent by giving her those choices, but it was actually harder for her to identify what she wanted that way. And I didn't understand why until I made this little incremental upgrade of asking her yes-no questions more often instead, where it came much more naturally to her to come to a clear answer. So for each of these authorities, there's some piece of it that's self-awareness in making our own decisions, and some of that awareness can prevent conflict with people we love by recognizing that they have a different decision-making process than we do, And we can fine-tune how we communicate about those things to get to the best possible outcome for everyone. The third most common type of decision-making authority is called splenic authority, and this is about a tenth of the population. And this is the people who have a very primal intuitive knowing that comes in little whispers or feelings or intuitive hits that may not necessarily make on-paper sense in the moment. There's just this inner knowing that's more survival-oriented and spontaneous at the same time than the other authorities. So splenic decision-makers will have a little more awareness around safety and have this sense of this is safe or this is not safe. And it's also the only one that can make the best decisions in the moment, which is where the spontaneity comes from in a way that people who don't have that superpower might find hard to understand. If this is you, you have a much more natural connection to the present moment, and you don't make your decisions from a logical pros and cons list place, and that's correct for you. 
So even as your brain is chiming in with its own thoughts about whatever decision you're facing, you can notice that, but that's not where the decision-making superpower ultimately lives. You don't need to wait for clarity or to know the how before you move forward, which is totally unique from an emotional authority, for example. And because this is a quieter inner knowing, it can also make it a little harder to notice. So the clarity question here might sound something like, is this safe or healthy for me? And the experiment is to notice the very slight physical sensations that give you your answer. Those are the three most common types of decision-making authority, which means there are four to go. So we'll dive into those in just a minute after a quick break. Hey, just interrupting myself to invite you to push pause with me in our free five-day reset. If something in your life is not working for you, I'm right there with you. And this reset is a process I use to turn it around in a way that feels really positive, practical, and productive. On days one and two, we'll unpack what you really want and what the problem is. So on days three, four, and five, we can start creating something new, releasing what no longer serves you, and taking inspired action from a super centered and intentional place. Each day for five days, you'll get two clarity questions and a little pivot perspective via email, and we'll keep it short, sweet, and supportive so you can focus on your own inner knowing and start calling in those positive changes. Start your reset for free at the link in the show notes below or at jengray.com, that's J-E-N-N-G-R-A-Y.com forward slash reset. And now back to the episode. The other authorities are much less common, so if you have one of these, that makes you super special and also means that you're going to make your best decisions in a way that's totally different from probably almost everyone around you, and that's okay and awesome and correct for you. One of these super unique authorities is ego authority, which is very heart-centric, where either your heart is in something or it's not, and it really doesn't matter what the logical brain has to say about it, because interestingly, the two energy centers in the head are the only ones that don't have decision-making authority anyway. If you have ego authority, then one of your superpowers is willpower and motivation, and you'll have lots of willpower for things you decide to commit to, and very little for things you don't want to do. You can have some of that superpower if you have a defined ego, even if it's not your ultimate authority. The difference is that it'll be the primary drive in your decision-making process if it is. So if this is you, you're actually supposed to be a little bit selfish, and you don't need other people's permission to make the decision that's right for you. So a key clarity question for ego authorities, which can also be a helpful one for others, is what do I want? Do I want this? If willpower is your decision-making superpower, you get to follow your heart into things that you deep down want to have or do, which is awesome. Another one of the more unique decision-making superpowers is self-projected authority. And what's really cool about this one is that if this is you, the way you make your most aligned decisions is to listen to what you say out loud and to trust that the thoughts and feelings you're verbalizing are your internal GPS. What that basically means is that your outer voice is your inner voice. So a really positive practice for self-projected authorities is to answer questions out loud without trying to censor yourself to tell other people what they want to hear 
or to talk about it with a supportive friend who's really just there to listen as you unpack it on your own. One of my dearest friends has this authority, and recognizing that uniqueness in her was a big aha moment for me because I realized that when she was bringing me big things she was working through, she didn't need my advice or opinion or solutions. What she really needed and the way I could be the most supportive friend to her was for me to just listen and ask questions so she could work through it out loud and listen to her own inner truth so she could process all that into whatever the decision happened to be. Even if we are loving or supporting someone who doesn't have this authority, I think it's a really supportive practice in relationships generally to just get in the habit of asking questions and being a good listener because that helps us build closeness and connection either way. Our second to last more unique decision-making authority is environmental or sounding board authority, which might also be called no inner authority depending where you get your chart, which sounds like a bad thing. Like, what do you mean I don't have decision-making authority? You do. It's just that yours is very sensitive to your outer environment. So if you're in a physical place that doesn't feel right, your positive practice is to relocate to a different place or a different group of people until you feel like you're literally in a good place. If this is you, you're more sensitive to distractions and chaos, and you're very aware of what's going on around you. So if you're in a space that feels right and or with people who feel supportive, you'll be much more in tune with good ideas and what's correct for you to pursue as you make whatever the decision might be. The sounding board technique of talking it through out loud with a good listener is a positive practice for this authority as well. And the clarity question to consider first might sound something like, do I feel at ease in this environment? And if not, where will I so I can make this decision from a more centered place? Last but not least, the most unique type of decision-making authority is lunar authority. This is a very wise and patient authority because the way it makes the best decisions is to wait it out and take it all in from the emotions to the environment, etc., And it gets its name from the possibility that it could take a full month or moon cycle to get to big decisions, and that's okay. Lunar decision makers are also more community oriented. So if this is you, you'll be more in tune with how your decisions affect other people. The challenge is to sit with that impact on others without letting them time pressure you into making the right decision and to trust instead that you'll know when you know. And a positive practice to support you in that is to look for opportunities to get into the environment of the change you're considering making and see how it feels until more clarity comes. No matter which of these authorities you technically have, I think there's a little bit we can learn here from all of them, starting with the fact that we all have our own unique pattern and process. And the ultimate decision-making superpower for all of us is in the body, not the brain. Not that we can't or shouldn't think things through, of course. We have brains for a reason. It's just that the final say when there's a decision to be made is in tuning into somewhere else in the body, to our emotions, or physical sensations, or intuitive knowing, or heart center, or the sound of our own voice, or our environment, or just waiting it out over time with whatever unique authority we happen to have. 
that awareness is super supportive, not only in knowing and trusting ourselves and how we operate better, but also in our relationships with others where we learn to honor their process too. Something I think is super interesting is that a lot of these authorities involve waiting for clarity. So if you've ever been annoyed with yourself for being indecisive, here's your permission to honor your process Give yourself some grace and let it be the superpower it actually is. As a quick recap of today's episode, there are seven different kinds of decision-making authority in human design. Some of us have a little bit more than one. And how we engage with clarity questions is a really wonderful practice to help us lean into our own inner knowing and make decisions that feel right for us, even if people designed differently don't necessarily get it and that's okay. Noticing our process in small decisions first is a great place to start, and as we get more familiar with whichever authority superpower we happen to have, we can lean on it more and more. That's what the five-day reset is all about, which is reconnecting with your own inner knowing and making some inspired decisions for yourself via some clarity questions. So if you haven't already signed up for the reset, that would be another great way to practice with your own unique decision-making superpower. You can find that for free down in the show notes below or over at jennggray.com forward slash reset. If you don't already know your authority type, there are lots of places online where you can get your human design chart for free. But if that's too woo-woo for you and you want to just experiment with some of these strategies we talked about today in your own decision making, that's totally fine too. Either way, when we're first experimenting with this, it's easier to practice with smaller everyday decisions and see how cool it feels to notice and accept our process so we can trust it with bigger ones as we go. I really hope this episode served you today and that whatever decision is on the table for you right now, that leaning into your own unique process will help you get to the answer that feels right for you. This is by no means a comprehensive intro to human design. It is a far, far rabbit hole I'm still going down, which is why I wanted to share it with you, because unpacking all those parts gives us a lot of opportunities to take inspired action based on these new little incremental things we learn about ourselves. And like all strategies on this show, it's another big experiment that unfolds over time and that's why we're here having this conversation, because all these big changes unfold over time, and that's an awesome thing to get to experience. So if this is something you'd like to keep exploring in future episodes, or if there's something else you'd like to talk about, feel free to holler anytime at hello at and I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode, the most meaningful thing you could do would be to share it with someone else. Subscribe if you haven't already, and leave a quick review if you really want to make my day. They're all little things that really do make a big difference, and I'm super grateful. Thank you so much for listening through the end of this episode. I appreciate you, and I'm really glad you were here today. Bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in today. Did you like this episode? If so, I'd love if you shared it with a friend. You can also subscribe to get new episodes automatically and share your thoughts in a quick review. Before you go, check out the show notes below for links to all the resources we talked about today, including your first human design consult free at jennggray.com.